Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and today I will be reading from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And your applause is greatly appreciated. Today's poem is entitled Until. Here we go. When I see it, I may believe it. To just hear it because you say it is not enough for me to accept that you are the one for me. I have heard it. I almost believe it. I have envisioned it, but until I see it, I won't believe it like I did once before excuse me put some action behind those words making the meaning a true verb since actions speak louder than words until we say our vows I won't put my all into it so I hope that you all have had the most amazing evening morning afternoon whenever it is that you hear this episode So, for those of you who typically listen to every episode that I literally create, then I'm sure you have heard the previous episode where it is entitled, How Are Your Listening Skills? And I went on about what transpired with my youngest son and his auto mechanic repair experience on yesterday, September the 30th of 2023. I won't be going a little bit further into that um, as I think I pretty much captured all that took place on yesterday. Um, But I did want to correct myself. Excuse me. (laughs) I realized that I don't know what was going on. It could have been because I had just woke up or awakened or whatever, but I had made the comment and spoke about how I had recorded well over 345 episodes. For some reason in my brain, now for those of you who don't know, um, I am a two-time brain surgery survivor and I currently have a tumor in my brain. Um, And so I tend to get some things a little um, juggled around in my mind from time to time. And when I was listening to one of my episodes, I realized that that's what happened. There are 365 days in one year, not 345. So I stand corrected. I am almost at one year's worth of recordings because right now this would be considered the recording that I'm doing in this moment would be considered the 357th recording. Excuse me. So I almost have a year's worth of episodes recorded, but I'm not quite there yet. So 
I just wanted to go on record of saying that I'm very much aware that there is not 345 days in a year. It is 365 days in a year. And I stand corrected. I have no problem with correcting myself when I am wrong. (laughs) I just thought, oh, yeah, I'm not even going to go there. But anyway, it was just interesting how I literally in my mind was just like, oh, yeah, I have a year's worth of recordings. No, honey not quite but I'm getting there Lord says the same and I pray that he does now on a different note I wanted to take a moment to say thank you to each and every one of my listeners Um, if you've been rocking with me for quite some time you know that I started recording back in I don't even want to mistake. Hold on, y'all. Let me get the facts because I know me. I just finished correcting myself once. I'm not trying to continue to do that. So let me go back and let let y'all know when my very, very first episode was recorded. Um, and it was recorded on January the 7th of 2021. And the name of that episode was Purpose, Plans, and Detours. So we are knocking on 2024's door because we have October. Today's October the 1st of 2023. We have November and then we have December. So we have a little over 90 days before we enter into 2024. So in less than three years... I have recorded well over 350 recordings and I am so happy to announce that we have reached well over 22,000 listens in less than that three-year mark. And if you've been listening to my episodes, then you know that initially I didn't really have a vision for the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I just wanted a platform to be able to talk about the nuances of my past relationships, some of the lessons that I've learned when I've been through certain relationships. Um, I wanted an opportunity to introduce my poetry book my book of poetry entitled a strong-willed mind healing scars over time through my poet through my poems and I also wanted to introduce my novel which is called perfect illusions of love a novel and so this has given me an opportunity to do just that not only that I wanted to be able to introduce you to a lot of people that I hold near and dear to my heart um, and get their take on what it's like doing life with me, so to speak. My children, my uh, my sweetheart, just people in general that I I've grown to know and love. Um, <clears throat> giving, excuse me, giving them an opportunity to kind of say their piece. My aunt Tina has been on here. Uh, my mother has been on here. My um, my mother's name is Betty. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> uh, my stepfather has been on here. His name is Robert. Um, and so I've just I've tried to share as much of who I am um, not through just my own personal views and my own personal perspective but also for you to hear how other people view me through their perspective and their experience through their perspectives and their experiences with me and so 
hopefully that's been insightful. Hopefully you've learned a little bit um, about myself. And then also one of the other things that as I'm on this journey um, that I've done, I went through a series called Wives in the Bible. So I kind of went through the process of doing a, I was doing many Bible studies, but I was doing it on this platform. Um, And I have said it time and time again, I am not a Bible scholar. I am not a theologian. I've never, ever, ever, ever been, I've taken a theology class or anything of that sort. I just love God. And I also love to read the Bible. So a lot of the things that I would read when I was sharing was my own personal raw interpretation of what it was that I was reading. Now for you Bible scholars, I'm sure if you are someone that also loves to study the Bible, took that as an opportunity to capitalize off of it, to be like, nope, she got that wrong, she got that wrong. Well, last I checked, I'm still human and I'm gonna make mistakes and I'm okay with that because God is. (laughs) So um, yeah, pretty much with me, what you hear is what you get. I don't pre-record. Um, that is something that I just do not do. So when you're hearing me coughing, when you're hearing me clear my throat, all of that, I'm not going to edit that out. Most people do. I don't. Um, I do believe in being raw, which is real and wise. Um, and with that being said, there are times that I know that I don't make wise decisions and not always anyway. That's another reason why I wanted to create this platform, because I do believe that we have a tendency to believe that everything has to be perfect. It has to be delivered perfect. Perfection is always, it seems to be the goal. But I do believe now um, in my 49 years of living that perfection should not be the goal because we're not perfect. The only way that we can even operate at any type of level that comes close to perfection, in my own opinion, is if we're operating in God. Um, Other than that, we're going to make mistakes. And so what I try to do by being transparent, by offering uh, my experiences is give people an opportunity to see that you don't always make a 100. But if you learn how to grace yourself and give yourself grace for those times that you don't quite hit the mark, so to speak, and if you learn how to trust your gut, and if you learn how to find ways of healing that are conducive not to just your mental health and your your growth all the way around but to the relationships that you hold near and dear to your heart um if you because a lot of times and i i've never really heard this preached in church so to speak um when you're going down this path of healing hopefully you're creating boundaries And when you're creating boundaries, people's perspective of you and their perception of you are subject to change. Meaning, if they were able to mistreat you, mishandle you, abuse you in any way, form or fashion, when you begin to heal and operate in your healing power, what I believe you start to recognize is like, oh, so when you're talking to me this way, that's actually disrespectful. When you're using this tone, that's actually disrespectful and I don't like it. And so this, 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 and this needs to change in order for us to continue a relationship. Um, And so a lot of times 
I know the things that I've studied and what I've seen is that when you start to work on healing your soul within and healing your spirit man and healing your entire person, the dynamic of your relationships may change. Um, Part of it is because if you're honest, when you were hurting, you were drawing a certain type of person to you. As you begin to heal, then that person doesn't look the same, especially if they're not trying to heal themselves. So one of the, I believe, gifts that you can give yourself is the gift of healing. I like to journal and I journal a lot. I believe that I journal more so now than I have in times past. Part of that is because I am learning the value of journaling. I'm learning how me writing down my emotions, my feelings, I'm not necessarily always articulating that or conveying that to the individual who may have offended me, whether knowingly or unknowingly. It allows me a chance to process what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it, and then see if I'm able to see it from a different perspective and not make it seem as if my perspective is always the right perspective. So by me journaling, it gives me an opportunity to do that. Um, If you've never listened to any of my episodes, I also have a life coach and I also have a therapist. I encourage anyone who would love to take their healing journey seriously to see if those are options that are made affordable to you. And the reason being is because if you do that, you may discover that one of the things that is really helpful I'm not going to say critical, although it could become critical um, to your healing, is making sure that you have a, a grounded sounding board. And the reason why I say grounded is because the Bible talks about being unstable. The Bible says an unstable, um, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And so if a person is not grounded and you're going to that person for insight, clarity, knowledge, wisdom, they could steer you in the wrong direction because they're every which way but grounded. But if you're dealing with someone or speaking to someone who is professional, um, who understands where you're coming from, who is able to provide you sound, just advice, First of all, that's giving you tools to be able to heal and to be able to heal and become whole again. It's also giving you what you need to incorporate being grounded yourself. So one of the reasons why I believe therapy has helped me is because first off, it's helped me to realize that some of the belief systems that I adopted growing up, they don't really work for me now. And because they don't really work for me now, and because I've been able to lay them aside, I'm able to redefine what friendship looks like to me. I'm able to redefine what right 
relationships look like to me. I'm able to redefine what my mother-children dynamic looks like for me. I'm able to redefine what being a daughter to my parents looks like for me. I'm able to redefine what my relationship with my colleagues looks like for me. What is conducive to my mental health? What is conducive to my physical health? What is conducive to my spiritual health? What is conducive to my soul being healthy? And what I'm learning is that the more that I become consciously aware of what works for me and what does not work for me, it's making my life easier. Now, that's not to say that I'm not going to go through adversity because I'm, I feel like sometimes there are seasons in my life that it seems like every day is full of something. <laughs> adversity being one of those things. But what I'm also discovering is that once you are able to create certain boundaries and you start to realize that there's certain there's certain behaviors that are not conducive to you and how you're growing as an individual, as a human being, then how you articulate that to whomever it may be is of the utmost importance. But taking mental note, being aware of this is equally important in my opinion. So when I am speaking to my therapist, I am able to let them know. I'll give you an example. So if I'm going through a dilemma and I'm not quite sure which direction I should go in terms of how I should address it, then what I do, I take a moment and before I meet with my therapist, I have journaled the incident or the incidents. Once I'm actually in the room, um, either in my therapist's presence or just, you know, on, on um, Zoom, then depending on where I'm at, at that particular time, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, I will decide which issue, which problem, which incident I would like to address first. And part of the reason why I do that is because I really want to get a different perspective because I am adult enough to know that my perspective is not always right. So by gaining insight and gaining knowledge and gaining wisdom from a therapist, again, this is just my personal opinion. For me, it's God and therapy, okay? For other people, it could be just therapy. For other people, it could be just God. That's your business. In my tap of the brown voice. However, for me, it is God, therapy, and also life coaching. It's all of those. And so um, one of the things that, by my doing that, by my unpacking a certain incident, I want to be able to hear things from a different perspective that one thing I love about my life coach and my therapist too um, is that what they do they never give you the answers <laughs> they guide you into discovering the answers on your own 
So even in my journey of singleness, in my journey of dating, in my journey of trying to figure out what life looks like for Teresa in her late 40s, knocking on 50s door, what that is going to look like for me. It gives me an opportunity to consider certain environments and if those environments are conducive to my growth. It gives me an opportunity to consider certain people that I've established relationships with and if those relationships are conducive to my growth, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, physically. And when I come to the conclusion, if I come to the conclusion that certain relationships no longer serve me, I am now giving myself permission to end them. Of course, amicably is always the best way, in my opinion, to end a relationship. However, I'm being mindful that it is really, really okay for you to exit certain relationships, certain situations. Hopefully you're doing it peacefully though when you do. Looking back on my life, one thing that I don't even know that I was aware of is that I used to stay too long (laughs) where I wasn't necessarily even desired, wanted. But I would stay. Maybe it was the fear of change. Maybe it was the fear of failure. Whatever it was, there were times that I believe I stayed just too long in relationships and around people that really, if I am being honest with myself, deep down inside, I knew they didn't too much care for me for whatever reason. They drew their own conclusions, whatever. But I stayed. Why? I really believe fear was a factor in that. Did I like how I was being spoken to? Not at all. Did I like how I was being treated a lot of times? Not at all. Um, Have you ever heard the term nice nasty? I used to deal a lot with a lot of, in particular, females who were just nice nasty to me. Like everything that they would say had an undertone of either being condescending, downright rude, and absolutely hateful at times. But because I wanted a friend, because I wanted to belong, I found myself forgiving what a lot of people probably would have considered the unforgivable. So I also have come to realize that based off of some of those experiences, it caused me not to trust females. It caused me to look at a lot of females as catty. I never dug deep enough to be like, why is this person so mean? I dealt with a lot of mean girls growing up. Not once did it ever dawn on me that a lot of them were jealous of me. First of all, because they didn't confess it until later on in life. But a lot of them were jealous. And the thing of it is, jealous of what? In my mind, 
I admired their qualities, but in their mind, they couldn't stand me because of the qualities that I possessed that I wasn't even aware of. Things that I wasn't even aware of that I possessed. Qualities that I didn't even, I wasn't even looking on the, on the, the level of jealousy. Jealousy never even crossed my mind because I wasn't jealous of them. And so it has taken this long for me to unpack some of those moments. And it has taken candid conversations with loved ones and relatives who have the wisdom and who can impart that to me and the knowledge to let me know some of those incidents had absolutely nothing to do with me. But I internalized them like they did. And in turn, because I became a wounded soul, I made wounded decisions. And maybe that's the reason why I could talk to my children the way that I do on certain levels when it comes to certain decisions that they make. Because I've learned so much from those experiences. I've learned that everybody that grins in your face is really not for you. I've learned that there are people that truly plot to see you fail. I've learned that there are people that look like they're for you on the surface, but they're jealous of you. Even if they don't have a justifiable reason to be jealous. In their minds, they do. I've learned that there is a reason why me addressing some of those behaviors in real time has become imperative to my mental health. It's become vital for me to stay mentally healthy and emotionally healthy, psychologically healthy, and to not brush it under the rug and say, it's okay when it's not. Because it's not. It's never okay for someone to be mean to you. It's never okay for someone to attack your person and make you feel lesser than because they don't feel good about themselves. That's never okay. There's something that I say often when I am um, on my live. At the very end of my live, I will say, you matter. Your life has meaning. It is significant. There will never be another you. Your life has value. So please, please, please take care of yourself because there is only one you. And I mean that. But it came from somewhere. Me making that statement stemmed from somewhere. And what it stemmed from is the hurt and the pain that I've endured over the course of my life when I had no one to tell me that I mattered, that my life mattered that my life was significant, that it had meaning, that it had value, and that there would never be another person like me, and that that was okay. That's where my statement of reaffirming others comes from. And I recently discovered that truth. So I wanted to share that with you. So for those of you who know, I am now on a timed platform. So it's telling me that I only have a few minutes. So I had started reading to my dear future hubby, um, started reading to my future hubby an insert, and then I'd had to cut it short. Probably gonna have to do the same now. 
but I'm going to read as much as I can. And it was a long message that I've been cutting it up in pieces. So here we go. It stated 9-4 of 2023. I need you to know that there may be moments where you are being completely honest with me, but because a similar situation has occurred in my past, my response to your truth may not be as welcomed by me. I need you to show grace towards me when this occurs. Please do not write me off because there is an area where I was previously broken in which I didn't even realize was broken that may show up in our marriage. Please work with me as I work with you to help mend those hidden broken places. I know this may not be easy, but where I am unable to trust others in times past with my truth, I pray that I can let this guard down so that I can trust you enough to heal in all the areas of my life, not just the surface areas. Please understand this, I have both a life coach and a therapist. However, a therapist nor a life coach is guaranteed to get me where I'd like to be prior to our past crossing. Truth be told, so I have heard, even when you meet your life partner, these there will need to be couples therapy. This tells me that we will still need to do work that it will still be required to do the work, not just apart, but also together, if we desire a successful, healthy, loving, centered, and solid marriage. So this is gonna conclude my episode on today. I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa.